Hello and welcome to the Wake Up and Live show. I am your host Chantelle Simone. I'm a mindologist and I am so happy to have you here today. Today it is going to be a great show. It's going to be a great show. It's the very, if it's the very first time that you've joined us, welcome. We stand for three key things here at the Wake Up and Live show. Purpose, mind mastery, and truth. So expect to be shifted. Expect the unexpected. Expect to hear the exact same thing that you need to hear right now to be able to take your thinking and your life to the next level. Take an opportunity right now to click that share button because you just never know who needs to hear this message. So be a blessing not only to yourself, but to others to be able to listen to this message and really take heed to what we're sharing today. I am so very happy to have you here today. And what I'll do first is introduce our co-host, and bring him up on the screen for this series because we are here at a very, very exciting time to be offering a very special series of this Wake Up and Live show. So help me welcome Mr. Lester Bailey to the show. Hey, hello, Miss Chantel. How are you this beautiful day? I am fabulous, Mr. Bailey. It is so awesome to have you here on the show. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic and getting better every day. So, yes, you know, all of you all out there, we really thank you for coming on board. I know you're loving this show with a power of perspective. How many people have so many perspectives of going, what's going on in 2020? We all talked about the beginning of the year, our vision, and what we were going to see and the things that we were going to do, and then we got derailed by a nice little virus at this time. And then we have, you know, different movements which went on. So I'm hoping that you enjoy this environment, this new season. And I'm hoping that you listen to this and pass on the perspective to others. Make sure you share. Start a watch party. See how you can involve people in the conversation. Thank you very much for coming along. And stay still. Get ready. Get your, get your snack. It's time for the Wake Up and Live show. Yes, yes. Well, let's go right to our topic today. Today, we're going to talk about how your health can elevate you during these times. Now, a lot of us may not be thinking to grab a fresh fruit versus, you know, eating a hamburger, or we may not be having our health at the top of the list. Because of the craziness that's going on in the streets, outside of the coronavirus, there are many other things that we can consider when it comes to health. So as you guys know, this is a very special season as we are have, as we have launched season three of the show, which is all about the power of your perspective. So our very special guest today not only is going to talk about health, but he's also going to share his perspective on the current affairs that's happening in our global economy. So please help me welcome the optimal health strategist, Mr. Gunther Mueller. Welcome to the show, Gunther. Hello, hello. Thank you so much, uh, Chantel. Pleasure to be here. And Lester, nice to see you. Awesome. Nice seeing you. 
Awesome, awesome. Well, Gunther, we are so happy to have you on the show. I was going to say happy and honored at the same time <laughs> to have you on the show because, you know, we had the privilege of traveling a little bit of a couple countries together. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And sharing the message, and your message is, is very, very powerful, and I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you. Where would you like to get started? Yes. Well, I know, really, it's, 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 we've, we, there's so many different things to unpack. One of the main things is first, I want to, I want you to share three key things about you. If you were to sum up three words, what would you say that you stand for? Three key things about you. Three key things about me or what I stand for? You pick. I pick? Yes. So I do stand for integrity. It's probably my number one value that I try to organize everything in my life around. I, I'm a, I'm a person that believes in free enterprise and free business. And I am a person that believes in um, love. Mm. I oh, I love that. I love it. Integrity, free enterprise and love. Well, welcome. So being an optimal health strategist. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what that in involves and what that entails and how you are actually utilizing that in this global economy? So the problem that we see ourselves, not just in the United States, but globally, is the healthcare system is run by very powerful organization called Big Pharma for the purpose of this conversation. And the only options that we're given these days are patented drugs to heal our bodies. And if you watch the nightly news or something like that, you see the drug commercials, you see 15 seconds of the benefit, and you see 45 seconds of the side effects. And some of those side effects include death. All right. And sometimes you got to think to yourself, why would I take that drug if it's going to open me up to all these things? And when you go to the doctor today, the average doctor visit is eight minutes long in the United States. Eight minutes. How can you truly diagnose the root cause of what's wrong with someone in eight minutes? It's impossible. Right. So what I'm about as an optimal health strategist is that we need a strategy to get back to optimal health. And I think everybody can remember what they felt like in their body when they were 18, 19, 20 years old, when even when you were a kid, you fell down, you skinned your knee and your knee healed itself up really quick. And today you hurt yourself and it might take you two months to recover from something, right? Mm -hmm. As we age, one of my favorite sayings is, you know, do we lose our hormones because we age or do we age because we lose our hormones? Mm -hmm. It's like chicken and the egg scenario, right? Mm -hmm. And root root cause is that, look, our food supply is not what it used to be. I can tell you that in 1932, a bowl of spinach had 98% more iron in it than it does today. And have 60% more vitamin C in it than it does today. So even though maybe we try to eat organic, we try to eat better, we try to do the best that we can for ourselves, the nutrition is not really there in the food supply. Why is that? It's because 
you know, in the old farming tactic, we used to let the land lie for a while. We didn't farm it everywhere. We used to let a piece of ground lay for seven years. And we'd farm another piece of ground, another piece of ground. So the minerals had a chance to replenish themselves, the things that come from the soil. But we're such a mass production economy today that we're farming every square inch every year all the time. And we're using, you know, synthetic fertilizers and chemicals and pesticides to get more production out of those crops. Yes. So all of that is in our food supply. It's in water. It's in the air. It's it's affecting us from multiple environmental factors. And so I always share this with people: is like your body has the innate intelligence to heal itself. Great. Give it. You need to give it the raw materials that it needs to do that. Whether that be hormone, nutrition, sleep, rest, mm -hmm. meditation. Right. It's all, it's all tied into what I call optimal health. Now, so speaking of optimal health, obviously, when we do say health, there's one key thing that everybody's going to be thinking about in this day and age. And that's our wonderful coronavirus that has plagued the earth. <laughs> so now, and one of the solutions, because here at the Wake Up and Live show, yes, we touch upon the solutions, but uh, touch upon the problems, but we deep dive into solutions. So one of the solutions that is well known is to walk around and protect yourself, which sounds good. But what that actually looks like is wearing a mask to the point where it's almost like I almost feel like it's a, a taken away of a free will because it's mandatory. When you walk into restaurants, when you walk into stores, grocery stores, everybody's wearing this mask to protect themselves, yes. to protect them health. And um, let me tell you, I, under, I hear that you have a very interesting perspective. So what is your take on the masks and how is the mask actually protecting us from the coronavirus? So my perspective, since this is a show about perspectives, comes really rooted in the idea that the powers that be in our global system are trying to divide us. And one of the ways to do that is by requiring you to wear a mask. Now, everything that I do in medicine is what I call evidence-based. It is science-based. And I believe the World Health Organization and the CDC now has reversed their position actually on the effectiveness of a mask. I mean, we know today, four months later, that all their projections and all their models were completely wrong as the way things were spread. We have examples of countries that did not lock down their economies, did not wear masks, did not social distance and all that stuff. And their infection rate and their death rates are no worse than they are in Russia or in China or in the United States or in Italy or any other place, right? So hindsight is always 2020, right? We look back and say, oh, that wasn't true. But yet when the information was being given to us, we take it as truth. So one of the things I want to share with everybody that's listening, you have to be on guard in order not to be deceived. Mm. You have to really ask some good questions. When, when the manufacturer of the mask says that the mask will not protect you from a virus, 
that the manufacturer of the masks is saying that this is not protective to a virus. Do you think it's going to protect you from a virus? What What's happening in our culture is that you go into a place where it's now just become the social norm to wear a mask. And if you step outside the norm, you're actually criticized or to the point in our society where somebody may even pick up a phone and report you because you're putting other people in harm, that can get really dangerous really fast. You know, it, it's funny because I went to the dollar store and this was a few weeks ago. Um, I believe it was the dollar mart or whatnot. It was just next door to the grocery. And um, just to pick up a couple of things and I didn't have a mask and I'm in my own world. I, I protect my mind so I don't listen to CNN and I don't catch the latest news. And so at this time, I, don't, I didn't even know if it was mandatory or not. And I'm walking through the aisles and I saw this old lady and she had a mask on and she was pushing her cart and she was at the end of the aisle. And as soon as she turned the aisle and she was coming up towards me, she was like, oh, and she gasped, did a 360 or 180 U-turn and went to another aisle. In about 30 seconds, I hear an announcement. Um, attention, all customers, if you don't have a mask, we're asking you to leave the store and apologies, but it's the law and all this sort of stuff. And so nonetheless, I had a little sweater and I kind of covered it because I see people wear bandanas and I kept shopping. But you're right. That's the reality. You are really uh, singled out and even told on if you don't have a mask on. Yes. And now the facts are coming to light that when you have a mask all day, and I feel really, really bad for the workers that their employers are requiring it because you you're actually causing yourself harm by wearing a mask all day i see people driving in their own cars still wearing a mask and i just want you to think about it logically for a minute you are expelling carbon dioxide and waste products and you are trapping it in a mask and you are forcing yourself to breathe it back in again and if you do that all day long what do you think is going to happen? Uh, you see. You are basically asphyxiating yourself. You are putting those toxins back into your own body. And you're not getting the oxygen levels that your body needs, every cell in your body, your brain. You are actually causing yourself harm. And my perspective is that employers that actually require their employees to wear masks are in effect causing harm on their employees. Now it's not the law to wear a mask. It might be a policy, but it's not the law. Okay. And so I would encourage people again, Chantel, you know, and Lester, you know, the base of everything is wisdom. It's having discernment. It's having education. And so when you have an opportunity to educate yourself, and like you just said it, you're not going to get this from CNN. You're not going to get this from Fox News. You're not going to get this from any major media source ever. Mm -hmm. Although I did hear it on the radio. I, I had the radio on in the car, and I heard this CDC report that the announcers or the morning show people were actually making fun of it. They were, they were saying, oh, well, I guess the masks weren't for what they were supposed to be for anyway, and they don't really protect you. That's Look, right. masks were designed to keep stuff from coming out, meaning uh, things you can see, not things that you can't see, right? The mask is designed, that mask is like a chain link fence 
with regard to the size of a virus. That's how small a virus is in mask. It's designed to keep spit from spraying out. It's designed to keep partic particulate from getting onto a patient or getting into a surgical situation or something like that. It in no way protects you or anyone else from the spread of the virus. And now they're actually coming out with that unless you're symptomatic, they're seeing that you're not really spreading the virus or the chances of you spreading the virus unless you're symptomatic. So we wrap all this up, misinformation. It is just purely misinformation. There you have it, folks. From the optimal health strategist himself, just sharing and giving you additional information so that you can apply it and apply wisdom, because that's what wisdom is, is applied knowledge. So, and I knew, I felt that there was something wrong because when I put on a mask, I, I didn't feel like I was breathing right. Like it, it just, I just feel off when I actually wear the mask. And, and sometimes I go and catch air <laughs> and then go back under. So I just felt that that was totally reversed. And I'm very glad that you shared this information. It's just a perspective. Of course, we want everyone to be safe and we want everyone to be healthy and do what is intuitively innate for you to be safe and healthy because your wisdom really is all within size. So. And, and like the example you gave me, the older lady, someone that's older and maybe a little bit more infirm or has higher health risks, they maybe should do something to protect themselves, right? Or young children should stay out of places like that or exposure and things. But for the average healthy person, your immune system is functioning at a level that you should be able to take out a bacteria or a virus. Awesome. Awesome. The next thing we should touch on, well, what do you do to optimize your immune system? <laughs> well, you know what? That is so, it's so important. And I would definitely love your one or two tips on that. So we're going to shift from the, the coronavirus and how do you, you know, wearing the mask or not to wear mask, what uh, perspective. I just want to chime in to everybody who's listening right now. Uh, I want to say hello and thank you to Marlene. Hello, Marlin. Hey, Mary Hobbs. Hey, Mama, how you doing? Mama Hobbs, KB from India, Marlin Hurley, uh, we, Melvin. Hey, guys, thank you all for watching. Um, online, we have Ganyo, who she says, exactly. She is definitely feeling the, the mass conversation. I love it. Um, hello to everybody else who's watching. And I want you to chime in. I just want you to, you know, send a message to say mask yes or mask no. <laughs> Let us know your thoughts on to mask or not to mask. Um, and then now, Gunther, you do you did want to mention a couple of things on how to in increase your immune system, and I think that that's going to be really really key for us. And I do want to shift to the other topic of Black Lives Matter because that's another movement where you have such a powerful perspective. So why don't you just share a couple of tips on how you can boost boost your immune system? So high dose vitamin C, and I'm talking about two to four thousand milligrams a day. You can get the chewables. Just some vitamin C optimizes the immune system. You want to do some D3. Most Americans are vitamin D3 deficient. Vitamin D3 plays a quintessential role in how your immune system functions. And then the third thing is get proper amount of sleep. Okay. What, what destroys your immune system is being feared out, being stressed out, being nervous, being anxious, being depressed, being all these different things, because maybe you're allowing these outside media influences 
to create this worry in you. And sometimes you just got to shut it off, get a good night's sleep. Now, we have an issue that 60% of Americans don't sleep through the night, but do the best you can. Mm. You need to shut it down. And you need to give your parasympathetic nervous system a chance to relax and rest. Like when meditation comes in and some of the things that you do with mindology and all that, we need to get a, I want to call it, we need to get a grip. Okay. We need to like chill out, take some vitamin C, get your D3 levels up and then get appropriate rest. Very, very powerful. Let me ask you the question here. A couple of questions. Of course, everybody says, what's the good amount of rest because you have a lot of people who sleep, you know, four hours to six hours, some eight hours. And of course, those people who really have luxury lives sleep well over those eight hours. How important it is, you know, when they're looking at sleep, how long should you really get some sleep? And then you talked about D3. Hold on. <laughs> Having that level. People have a great tendency to stay indoors. How do they get, you know, this? Because people are afraid of supplement. And I know supplements when it comes down to uh, vitamins and what have you. Are they good and how important is that? And lastly, what about the effects of water? Of water? Yes. Okay. Let me answer your first one. How much sleep should you get? The studies have shown six to eight hours mm -hmm. is, is optimal. We're solving for optimal. Too much is not a great thing. Too little is not a great thing. Most mm -hmm. People. And remember, there's always a bell curve, right? Mm -hmm. And it goes back to know yourself. Your, your body will tell you what you need. But if you're lounging around excessively, sleeping too much, you're going to be lethargic. You're not going to feel good. You don't get enough sleep. You're not going to be that vibrant version of yourself. So mm -hmm. that's 68 hours is what the studies have shown. Vitamin D3 supplements, if you're going to buy them at the big box stores, a lot of times you're not going to get the quality and the strength. I highly recommend that people seek out supplements from a medical professional uh, because there is a difference between the supplements that medical people sell and that you just get at the retail counter. So an optimal dose for vitamin D3 is anywhere between 5,000 and 10,000 IU a day. Most physicians will say, oh, 2,000 IU is enough. It's not enough. You want to get your D3 levels up above 50. The medical literature over the last 10 years has shown that if your D3 level is below 50, you're at a 50% increased risk of all types of cancer. Women are at a six-fold increased risk of breast cancer. And it does tie to the immune system function as well, as well as absorbing mm -hmm. calcium into the body for strong bones. Vitamin D3 does a lot. It's not really a vitamin. It's actually a hormone. It should be called hormone D3. And the problem with going out in the sun is that we always put on sunscreen. So every time we put on sunscreen, we're blocking that UVB, which is actually the catalyst that produces our own D3. So it is necessary for most Americans to supplement D3. And lastly, about water, your ideas on that. The freshest, cleanest water you can get your hands on. And most of the time, it doesn't come in a plastic bottle. So having some sort of filtration system, you know, different cities, different places, different taps. Um, there's portable devices that can filter water. The more stuff you can filter out of your water, whether it comes out of a stream or it comes out of a faucet, um, the better you're going to be. Um, a lot of parasites get transported through water, bacteria, there's stuff in water. So, and unfortunately, 
you know, Fiji water is kind of expensive. I don't know that it's totally pure and clean. I don't know that any of the main brands, I mean, a lot of them are filtered tap water. So filter your own water. Filter. Yeah, so great at it. Yeah, <laughs> a good solution. It doesn't get everything, uh, but it at least gets the chlorine out. I think it things, makes things taste better. So you actually drink more water. That's one of the things. People don't drink a lot of water, appropriate amount of water, because it doesn't taste good. So they'll reach for some sort of beverage other than water. But if you filter it through a Brita, and it takes the chlorine smell out or the sulfur smell or some kind of noxious thing that's in, maybe in your water supply, you'll wind up actually drinking more water. And iced tea is not water. Lemonade is not water. Even though it's made with water, it's not water. Water, <laughs> water means water. I love it. Okay. I love it. I love it. I love it. You know, um, speaking of vitamin D and and our health, there are a bunch of people outside walking the streets, getting the sun, <laughs> vitamin D, but are protesting and picketing for another type of health, which is their mental health. And so there is a huge movement that's going on, as, as we all know, because of some tragedy uh, killings that have happened in the past little while and brutality it's the talk between police and and specifically black men which launched the black lives matter movement now everybody has a different stance on this matter and i've seen a, a multitude of races and and ages and everybody every shape size color creed is have, have been unified that i've seen on tv and there's also some people observing not really understanding what's really going on or why, or the depth and the the, the, the the intensity of it. So I wanted to get your perspective, Gunther. What is your thoughts on the whole movement for the Black Lives Matter and what's currently happening? Well, as we talked a little bit before we got on the show, the one thing I want to share with everybody on this subject is that the idea that what you focus on grows. So the more as a culture we focus on fear or mistreatment or violating the law or whatever you want to put in that basket, the more we focus on it, the more it actually grows. And I think that's probably the hardest part of this conversation is that different people do have different perspectives on it. I know my personal perspective, when I watched that video, I was horrified that another human being could do this to another human being. And I was also horrified that the other officers didn't pull him off because they should know better. They have training. They are they're supposed to protect and serve. It says that on most police cars, right? Protect and serve the community. Well, all of you are not protecting and serving the community right now. I, I don't think he was fighting. I don't think he was being belligerent. I don't think he was doing anything to deserve that kind of treatment and i know it's black lives matter but i, I don't want to sound cliche but I, I truly come from the space that i believe all lives have value and matter and i'm sure it's happened in different circumstances does it happen more to black men yes i would probably agree with that i don't have the statistics in front of me on that but i would agree that that is a problem but where it's gone now is to defunding police departments and ruining property and tearing down monuments and occupying cities. And I think it's just gotten out of hand where we're focusing on it so much. 
and the call for justice has gone out there. And I, I think justice is coming. I, I think the person that committed that crime is going to be convicted of second degree murder and probably going to spend a good amount of time in jail. And I believe that's what we call justice, right? We're in a land of laws. And when you violate the law, justice is served on some point. But it seems like the culture is not happy with that. We want more, that there has to be an inordinate amount of justice for committing that crime. And I don't know that that's going to get us to where we all want to be as a culture, right? I, I shared earlier that there's a choice that we need to make. We either come from fear or we come from love. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that bad things don't happen. Mm -hmm. Bad things do happen. Bad things have been happening throughout the history of the world. And there have been groups of people that have been violated all throughout history and treated horribly. Right. You know, people are just as passionate about how animals are treated on the planet right now and the food supply industry and all that kind of stuff. That passion exists there also. And, and this right now is what has our focus. And I just want to give the perspective that we are united as human beings. Mm -hmm. We are. And we can't forget that. Right? And even, even Martin Luther King said, look, we should not judge a man by the color of his skin, but by the quality of his character or her character. Mm -hmm. And what's happening is character is being degraded. Yeah. Um, and I... And I and I and I so love that you share that. I know Lester has a has an awesome perspective as well, um, coming from the police force. So uh, I'll, I'll give it to Lester to comment as well. Um, I want to just really I, I so love that you you share that, and it's really I would say enlightening the fact that um, sometimes when we're so passionate, for example, if you meet someone who's passionate about health, who's not passionate, pardon me about health, you're gonna be like, what's wrong with you? You have to, you know, it's your age and this and that. And so, so when um, whatever we're passionate about, we, we have to also appreciate that there's other people that are not as passionate. And so I think where um, a perspective, just to share, I always say share perspective, give a perspective and where a lot of this does come from. And I love that you quote Martin Luther King, um, you know, that, uh, you know, it's, it's just based on the character of a person rather than color. And, and character, I believe, is what started the challenge in the first place. Mm -hmm. um, there was a bunch of people of certain type of character. I mean, they may have common traits. They may all be male or they may all be white or they may all be X, Y, and Z, but they come from a certain character. And one of that characteristics was they didn't like a certain particular race. So that character grew up in prejudice, let's say, you know, so, so what would end up happening and we had the very first show of the season, we had Lester and uh, which, who is a, a former police officer for 30 years, as well as his partner or a, a friend of his, a co fellow police officer, I should say, a fellow police officer, um, come on and share a little bit about the origin of policing. And what we were educated on is that a lot of it came from slavery so it came with a pre prejudice perspective so and we also discovered in that same call that it, it actually is about six months give or take that is required for anyone to get a badge and a gun 
and all that type of authority. So if you take somebody's character, you know, it's just like in life, um, success just magnifies who you are, you know, right? So it's the same thing, uh, you know, when you, when you get a police, when you get a police badge or a gun, it's just gonna magnify your character. So we have a lot of people whose characters who weren't really so good and now they have the authority and so they're out there doing crimes. The main thing, just from a perspective of somebody who is passionate about the community, is that there was so many trends of them getting away with it, getting away with it. So it's it, it may seem blown out of proportion right now, just know that there's multiple layers of, of injustice where people will walk away smooth and clear. They can take, it's murder. What happened was murder, and that's why he's getting charged with second degree. But there's, so there were so many other murders, even down to recently in the past few weeks, past few months, past few years, you give me a time. I'm sure we can tell you a murder that somebody was, and, and the common trait was that they were black men. There are a lot of other murders, but there's something specific about black men and even white cops uh, killing them and walking away with nothing. So that's why there's this outrage of justice. And, and while, and honestly, I believe, I truly believe, my perspective is that the reason how this gentleman even got second degree was because of some of the, the protests. Yeah, I agree with you. And maybe, hey, maybe it should have been first degree. You know, we learned a little bit about that too. And sure. so if it wasn't for the process, so it does, of course, we, I, I come from a mindset of love and, and, and I, there was times where I, where I boil with hate. So I'm, how can they do that? And I hate the thing. I hate injustice. That's what I hate. I don't hate individuals. I hate injustice. So I did come, have to calm myself down because it's, it's stages of grieving. We're grieving as a society. Um, now I'm in the perspective, which I shared a few weeks ago. Now I'm in the perspective, what's the solution? How do we get to that? And so the, my take is that Black Lives Matter, why that's a movement, it's not saying that other lives don't matter. It's saying that you're, you've been taking advantage and taking away so many Black lives just um, aimlessly, just out of, you know, with no, um, what's the word? Um, delinquent. Uh, uh, it's almost like just you're you're doing it out of. Uh, there's no justification. For it. Disregard or disregard. Yes, yes. There's a specific word I wanted to use, but it's not coming to my brain. But uh, yeah, you're just doing it out of out of no no regard to to human life, and and you're getting away with it. And it's right. been happening for for not only decades, not a, not only centuries. You know, it's like what's beyond centuries. <laughs> So one thing that I, I want to offer to that is, you know, without integrity, nothing works. Mm -hmm. The police force doesn't work. The Congress doesn't work. The presidency doesn't work. The court system doesn't work. Nothing works without people that have integrity. And mm -hmm. I, I think what really needs to happen is, you know, we, we have a divide in this country between left and right, red and blue, purple, whatever it is. And again, what we focus on grows. So if we're focused on being divided and it's black, white, red, blue, whatever, left, right, if we continue to, we allow the powers that be to push this out in the media and we eat it up like Cheerios every day, okay? And we consume that media talk track 
it will continue to divide us. And I think one of the best things we can do is put a message out there that what we need to look for in our leaders, in everybody, is integrity in their own personal life. That, like you said, it takes six months to get a badge and a gun. Well, before you're in any position of authority or before you're in any position of leading anything, I think you need to prove to us in your own personal life that you have expressed a high degree of integrity in your own life. And what does integrity mean? You know, we can look up for the definition, but simple definition for me is you do what you say you're going to do. You mean what you say, you speak transparently, there's no side agenda, there's no back project, there's no, you're, you're being integrous, congruent. The inside is the same as the outside. The outside is the inside, right? And if we look for more people like that and we gave them a badge and a gun, and we gave them authority and we gave people like that more, we voted for people like that. That's right. Yeah. You just hit Lester's hot, hot word, voting. <laughs> yeah. Lester? You know, it, it's so good when you can see perspective from anybody, especially when it's police versus. I love when people look at it because they look at police officers as if they're not human. All police officers are human. There's no question about it. The job that they signed out for, they signed up for, is one of those that you have to walk the line all the time. There is no, I'm going to be right. It's always going to be perspective. And I love perspective because two people will never see this incident the same way. We talked about you know, the coronavirus and during this time about people hurting their immune systems mm -hmm. and what is helping them. They're hiding behind the mask. They're taking in all the negativity, all of the germs that they had inside of their body. They're blowing it right back out into a mask and taking it back. That's the same as what television is giving you. It's giving you that same negativity, but it's not giving you any oxygen. It's not showing you how to prepare yourself or how to get yourself in a way that you can get rid of the toxins inside of your body. Because even though they're visual toxins, they're not showing you any other way. With us coming out here to have this type of conversation about Black Lives Matter, all lives matter, any life matters. It's the fact of what are you seeing and what it is that you're believing. Most of us watch television so much all day to network news that we never give ourselves a break to find out what was the good thing that happened in that news program. 95 95% of the content seen on news is supposed to be negative. It's supposed to be shocking. It's supposed to grab your attention, but they don't tell you what to do with that after you have it. And there is no hospital to say, oh, I can get past this. The news is going to be focused on, yes, there's another life that's being taken. And we can show Black Lives Matter because how many times is it that you see an, uh, an officer of any particular race hurting someone of some other race. That's not what they show you, but they want to show you one particular race because it's going to be repeated action. Mm -hmm. what, you, what you focus on, you state it, is what you're going to see, what you're going to believe, what you're going to feel, what you're going to have. Now you go back to the voting and our current leadership in this world has shown us that our voting wasn't the best because there was no leadership outside of this corona. There's no leadership right now dealing with these marches because these marches have gone on for how many years and how many times. For my lifetime, in my entire lifetime, 
it has been marching. There's not been a year that that has not been something. And I've been on this earth long enough to say that I've been around for all of this. So you're watching repeated action. The question of it is, is in this environment now, what do we do in order to change it? And I'm always going to be one of the grandest proponents on voting. Most people who watch, who vote in this country, it's less than 23% of the entire country who actually come out to vote. And when they turn around and give you the numbers and you watch the numbers on the news, you never hear 1 million people are voting over here and 1 million people are voting over there. Every state in this country has at least 1 million people who live there. So that means there should be over 52 million votes that you should see and you don't. Why is it that we don't vote? Why do we stand up and cheer about what happened, but yet we refuse to go to a local you know, to our local elections, to our national elections, to our federal elections. Who are we hiring to do these jobs and who is overseeing and what type of leadership? We talked about optimizing health. Most people are sick, are sick in this country because what? They don't listen to their leaders. Who are their leaders who are talking about, you know, uh, what you should do with health? You know, I, I love this. And this is really, Gunther, you're going to love this. When was the last time you saw a commercial on eating vegetables? Right. Most people, the last curtain, you know, the last time you ever saw an advertisement was Green Giant Vegetables. Mm -hmm. That's the last one. That's the one that most people remember. But there's so many of them out there. But when was the last time you actually heard it? They don't want, you, you know, it seems like the country doesn't want you to get healthy. They're fighting you getting healthy. They'll tell you about all of this thing, but nobody's come up with how do you get rid of this COVID-19 coronavirus time? Mm -hmm. They're not saying how do you eat right? You know, do you get sleep? Are you drinking water? You know, what supplements do you need in your system? This is not the thing that they're talking about. They'll tell you if a person has diabetes, they're, you know, <laughs> they don't stand a chance. If they have, you know, a heart attack, they don't stand a chance. If they have any underlying you know health issues they don't stand a chance instead of telling me why everybody's out here on the streets hey let's start eating right what are some of those things that we can start doing when you're looking at these markets what are they saying this matters but what, did, what are you supposed to do with it and how will it begin to work for you and i love when people are actually starting to see what is that thing that they're going to live their life on purpose for so that way that they can take care of themselves mentally, spiritually, and physically. Yeah. I, I think there is an upgrade in order. And I, I said it earlier before we came on the show that I, I think that there is a bit of an ascension happening on the planet. There is a, a vibration that's coming. And for a while, it expresses itself potentially in hate and violence and you know, uprising and all that. But I, I think people will get tired of that too. You know, we, we don't want to live in a state of conflict as humans. We don't. We want to have love. I mean, you ask anybody walking on the street, what do you want in your life, right? I want peace. I want love. I want some quiet time. I want a good relationship with a special someone, right? I want my kids to be okay. I want to have enough food. I want to live in a clean, safe place. The, the human desire, I don't care if you go out of this country and like Chantel, we met in Dubai, you know, yes. we went to India together, right? Yes. We, we've seen mass real poverty, you know, in India where we were in Mumbai. 
and your heart goes out to that. But what, what we need is a mental upgrade. And that's why you're a mindologist, right? And teaching people, look, the fear is the cause of our reality. If we fear each other and we think there's a bad agenda and we keep rehearsing that and retreading that, and that is the mental talk that we're getting from the media and there's always conflict, there's no space to have peace. There's no space to have something better. We need to create the sacred space of peace, of love, right? I totally agree. And, you know, I, uh, I so I, I'm, I'm partnered with the uh, Red Table Talk. So Jada Pinkett Smith has a show on Facebook and she made an announcement on her Instagram that she's bringing on uh, Dr. Angela Davis and another uh, advocate in the community, uh, Tamika Mallory. And Angela Davis, when I heard that name, I went back to um, when I used to have at my breakfast table, my father and my mother would share. And she was a huge leader in the Black Panther movement. And that was years ago. And and so, you know, there was Jada put it out there and said, OK, if you guys have questions for for my guests, you know, post it. And my question was, you know, we've been fighting for generations, generations and generations. And it all goes back down to our thinking. This is where we completely align, Gunther. Uh, we've been fighting for generations. And I said, isn't this the definition of insanity? doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting a different result. And I align with the fact that similar to the coronavirus, if we're focusing in on, oh my God, do you have the virus? Oh, how many cases and all this sort of stuff, we're bringing more upon ourselves. Same thing with Black Lives Matter. I, My goal and my hope is that you would at least now, the, to offer the perspective, to at least now kind of understand where it comes from and, and, and yes, it may have gotten out of hand with looting and all that. And, you know, there's all this talks on who actually instigated the looting. There's a lot of other people and there's all this controversy around that. Yet, okay, we can understand where it comes from. Now, what's the right solution to go forth in love and get what we desire? You know, there's enough, enough, uh, enough attention that it has, it has had. And now let's see how we can kind of move forward. We really need a better solution. And, and Lester, I know that you, you're going to have a, a thought on this. And one of the solutions I really am deducing based on all these conversations that we've been having is to really streamline in the police force. Integrity, character of the people who have a gun that we're giving a gun to and a badge to. Yeah. That's part of the solution in my perspective. What you just said there is the three tenets of your show, purpose, right, truth, and yeah. was mind mastery. Yes. So we can apply those three things to this current condition. We need to speak out the truth of what truly happened and who really instigated the riots or who maybe funded that or who incited that kind of what's the real truth behind that? And don't don't let that search for truth just go away because that will enlighten many people, right? And then the purpose is, yes, to reformat or recode police department, not to abolish them, but to recode kind of how they do what they do. And then the, the mind mastery. I, you, you said, you know, look, the only moment that we have is the now. Mm -hmm. 
And you said for generations we've been fighting this. It means we've been living in the past. We're either living in the past or we're living in fear of what may happen in the future. And the more we focus on what just happened, the more fear we have of that it's going to happen again. Mm -hmm. Maybe we should focus on the justice that's being done. And all of those police officers are being prosecuted on some level. Maybe we can focus on the fact that it did stop here and now. And that the message has been sent. And maybe a new day can happen. Well, you know, that's very, uh, I get that I can, well, I don't, I don't fully understand that perspective because they, I, I love the focusing on the positive a hundred percent. And that's obvious. I just know that there's, cause even something happened last week after it, you know, I just think that it, it's, it's the system is the way the system is and change while change is instant in our minds, change happens instantly, but the decision to change what drags it out. And if it's been dragging for so long, maybe there's some people that haven't decided to make that change. So I do agree with focusing on the, on the positive and focusing, not just the positive, but the solution streamline cops, you know, get some other solutions out there because this is all focusing on the injustice. Hmm. I, I want to suggest this too. I use this in medicine a lot. You want to know the truth in medicine? You need to follow the money. <laughs> that's everything it. in life. That's, that's life. everything. That's, that's, that's everything. Thank you for dropping that bomb. Yeah. But who, who benefits from dividing us? Yeah. yeah. Who, who benefits from chaos? Who benefits from the focus being what it's on right now in separation and division and racial tension and all who, who benefits? The people don't benefit from that. There is a very small group of people that we need to use the truth to figure out who these people are and how they've been benefiting it on this for generations and generations and generations. Right. There is a group of call them the elite, call them whatever, call them. There are people that benefit when society gets torn apart. That's right. Right? Yes. I totally align and agree with that. And, and it's crazy because people like, you know, there may be individuals on an individual basis. We may be like, no, Black Lives Matter. You may say, oh, Black Lives Matter. And we're doing this back and forth here and none of this matters. It's not about this chatter. It's about something greater. And I love that. Who benefits? Who benefits? Who benefits? Follow the money. Follow the money. Mic drop from Mr. Gunther Mueller. You heard it here live on the Wake Up and Live show. Well, Gunther, it was awesome having you. I love your perspective. Um, it was so empowering. And I know it's blessed a lot of people because a lot, especially, it's a hot, sensitive topic. And that's the reason why we ended up taking more time on the topic of the Black Lives Matter and the mask. Those are two sensitive topics. And so you offered a different perspective. And, and I think that uh, the main purpose of this show actually was to bridge the gap between these extreme perspectives. And I think that we at least started that conversation, made somebody think differently. So when they hear somebody of another race say all lives matter, they can kind of understand. And when you hear someone from the, the black community say Black Lives Matter, now you can kind of understand the passion where it comes from. And both sides, we all need to focus on the money. Follow the money. And, and we wanted to add into this conversation, you also need to focus on truly who you are. Yes. 
and be who you are in the midst of chaos, yes. in the midst of confusion. But a lot of people, because they're being bombarded by so much negativity, they forget who they are. Yeah. They, they, they don't spend any time, call it in meditation, some quiet time, however you can do that to become grounded, become centered again, be in your own being before you act, before you go out, before you interact, before you do those things. Come to a conclusion as to who you are and who you want to be in this world. I love it. Well, you know what? I, we have Daniel here. She says, I'm making a decision to change. There you have it. We are impacting people who come there. It's awesome. It's so great having you on the show. We have thank you so much for educating us on negative characters regarding injustice. So this is the point, ladies and gentlemen, whether you're catching us on the podcast, on the YouTube, on the replay, definitely like, comment, and share this. Power of perspective. Because like that's what we have is our perspective. So might as well be an empowering one, yes? Awesome. So Gunther, if anybody wanted to get in contact with you, can you share the best way? The best way is just to go to gunther.today. That's G-U-N-T-H-E-R dot today, T-O-D-A-Y. And it's got my LinkedIn and social media connections there. So that's the best way to connect with me. I love it. Gunther.today. And make sure you can um, see the name and, pronounce and, and, and type it in and get in contact with this phenomenal gentleman with a very empowering perspective. Thank you so much for being on the show, Gunther. Thank you, Chantel. Thank you, Lester. Pleasure hanging Thank out with you. you. Have you. a great day. Thank you. Awesome. Well, just to wrap up the show, ladies and gentlemen, we had a very powerful show today. We really deep dove into perspective because I, like I said earlier, after all, that's all that we have. And some key nuggets to take away is do your research. And this is in every area of life. Do your research and understand what the mask, to mask or not to mask. That is the question. Do your research on why people are so passionate in the streets and do your research on who does it benefit. These are some of the key things that you can really focus in on in your life. And after all, and above all, I always say begin within, tap within, listen to your inner guide, tap into God and let that light be your guide in this world because there are we are in some crazy times right now and we need a voice of reason and that's on the inside. So thank you so much for watching this Wake Up and Live show. Make sure to click the share button, the like button, and we'll see you tomorrow at the same time, same place for another episode of the Wake Up and Live show. We'll see you at 4 p.m. Eastern time or Pacific time and 7 p.m. Eastern. Always remember you got one life, make it count, navigate on purpose. We'll see you tomorrow.